Coming up today, we are going to hear about Lake of the Woods. Beef Sather has the details on the bite up north, and it's also Lake of the Weekday. It's all coming up. I got my fishing pole keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back. Because the fish is all trumble at the thought of me. And when I'm fishing, ball bugging country. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Got some great shows coming up next week. I just got off the phone a little while ago with John Peterson, Hall of Fame angler, one of the founders of Northland Fishing Tackle. We'll hear from him next week. Another great angler, Steve Matson. Going to interview him tomorrow. He'll be on the show next week as well. And tomorrow's show is going to be a fun one, too. We talk with Chris Haley and a couple of the anglers of the Lumberjack Fishing Team, Chris the Coach, are getting ready for their first tournament of the year over on Leech Lake. We'll hear from them tomorrow. But today, well, he moved up north a little while ago, and uh, we finally chased him down, Beef Sather. Uh, welcome back to the show, and uh, tell us about your journey northward. Hey, Kev, thanks for having me back on. And it's been uh, it's been a crazy journey, you know, moving up here to Budette and or Baudette or Budette, or there's <laughs> many different ways to say it, I found out when I moved up here, but... Uh, you know, I, it's been, I started a new teaching career up here, left Cass Lake High School and decided to try out at Lake of the Woods High School, and it's been a great experience. And, uh, boy, talking about two different fisheries, the Bemidji area and then the Budhead area. So it's been uh, it's been a great change. Um, I sure miss Bemidji, though, and I miss all the lakes, and I miss all the people. It's been uh that's been one of the toughest changes, <laughs> missing the people and the fishing. Yeah, but you uh, you did uh, an awful lot of fishing up in Lake of the Woods, and generally anyway, and of course that's where you're uh, very very close to right now. Yeah, it's uh, you know I bought a house right on the Rainy River, so I've have I've had the experience to experience open water a lot earlier than a lot of the other areas of the state, and uh, it's been um. It's been interesting to say the least, and uh, you know I guided up here for many years in the winter, and now we're doing it in the summer, and uh, it's been uh, it, it, it's been it's been it's been exciting. I'll put it that way. It's been crazy to see the the different fish species in saugers and sturgeon and stuff like that, and uh, it's it's definitely a, a destination, and I see why people want to come to Lake of the Woods because it is it's it's a, it's an amazing destination. That's well, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, and of course, uh, on on uh, the lake and on Rainy River, the the sturgeon you mentioned it. Um, tell us about that. That's just become a very very popular thing. Yeah, you know, eight nine years ago, you wouldn't see near as many boats or people targeting sturgeon, and now it's just as popular as walleyes up here when the seasons are open. And uh, it's it's awesome because I can sit on my dock at night and I can watch these sixty to seventy inch fish jump midair and um, they're cleaning out their gills or whatever they're doing and they put on a dance for you and then when you get a chance to go catch them it's so much fun and uh, a lot of Bemidji residents a lot of people from you know Minnesota come to the Rainy River to specifically target sturgeon. We just had a guy two days ago catch a sixty four incher right out in front of Pine Island for example. So these fish are everywhere on this lake, but uh. It's really a, a neat species that people have never had the opportunity to fish it before. It's one of the easiest things to fish for, but at the same time as when you hook into one, it's one of the craziest battles you'll ever have. It's probably one of the best battles you can have with a rod and rail. <laughs> That's what I think people really like about it, and that and the fact that they're catching something really massive. 
Yeah, and it, it, there's times that when you hook into one, you you get it up next to the boat, and you're like, how am I going to get that in the boat? And, you know, and the, the guys that come with the musky net think, oh, that's going to be plenty big, and sometimes you're like, oh, boy. And, <laughs> and it, it's like some of the TV shows you see where they have to use tail hooks and stuff like that where they put a rope around the tail or – you know, we've gotten pretty good uh, with just cradling them right into the boat. You reach underneath their belly and you, you roll them right on top of yourself into the boat. And you don't do that with a walleye or a sunfish or a perch, you know. So it's been pretty cool to to experiment different things and, and, and see these fish and, and, and learn a little bit about how they react. I mean, we have a we have about a two-week window up here. And I, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm new up here, so I was able to experience it for the first time ever. These fish go up into the Rapid River or the Silver Creek, and you could stand on shoreline and, and touch these fish and see these fish, and we're talking 60 to 70-inch fish, and it's so cool to see. <laughs> wow. Um, and now, the, the season is a little bit complicated. You've got a catch-and-release season. You've got a stretch of time when you there is no season, and then it picks up again. How does, how does the seasons work for sturgeon? Yeah, we're right now we're in our shutdown phase or our season that you cannot specifically target sturgeon. Um, when July 1st comes rolling around here again, then there is another season where you're allowed to keep a sturgeon in a specific slot. And, um, it's crazy because it, what's neat about it is, is you can go fish for them during that time. And, and in summertime, it's a little different than the springtime, just like any other species on how you target them. But, uh, in the in the early season there, you have that catch and release, and then all of a sudden the season opens up where you can keep it, and then you're only allowed to keep one anyways during the year, and I believe it's a $5 tag through the DNR. And uh, a lot of people just do it for the catch and release, but the ones that do keep them, it, um, they smoke them, and they're probably one of the best smoked fish you can eat in, in, in a lot of people's opinion. Now, for me, I've never actually had one, and uh, I have a. it's just more fun going out and seeing how many you can catch in a day. Right. <laughs> We'll talk a little bit about uh, Lake of the Woods in general. We know it's a tremendous fishery, and boy, it was a, a fishery that was really, really pressured this past winter because it was one of the few places you could get some ice fishing in. Yeah, I've never been to a grocery store and walked into a grocery store on a Saturday or Friday night, and it's completely wiped out. I mean, we were the economy up here really needed the boost, and they got the boost, and um it was really a crazy deal to see all the ice houses. They were estimating 30,000, 35,000 wheelhouses on a weekend up here during the prime time. Wow. And uh, so it took a big beating. But this lake is a million-acre lake, and um, it, we only fish uh, the U.S. side of it's probably, I mean, I'm going to throw out a number between 200 and 300,000 acres, and the rest is all Canadian waters, either Manitoba or Ontario. And... Um, so we have a, a you know a, a small chunk of water we can fish during the normal summers, and then you can go into Canada with the license, but not this year, not until right now. I, I believe they're saying we're closed down till the end of July, but um, to cross the border. But there's so much structure and fishing on this lake. You get up north, up in the Angle area, there are thousands of islands and different more species coming to play, like lake trout and more smallmouth bass and stuff. So. It's a multi-species paradise, is what it is. <laughs> it really is, um, and and a no, great number of walleyes. And I, I don't know if you've uh, heard the story, but uh, I've talked to Phil uh, Talmudge a number of times, and you know that uh, that walleye fishery was in deep trouble because of years of commercial fishery, but uh, left it alone for a little while, and now that thing is just crazy for walleyes. Yeah, you would think with that much pressure we took over the winter and stuff that fishing would be kind of tough this summer. And um, 
the biggest change for me from moving away from the Bemidji area up here is I keep a counter in my boat now for how many fish we catch. That's how many you catch on a day out in the water. I mean, I, I'm we're averaging on a four or five hour day fifty to sixty walleyes. Wow! So it's 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 insane. And now a lot, you know, you catch you catch some in the slot. We have a nineteen and a half inch to a twenty eight inch slot. So you, anything in between there have to be released. Um, a lot of people will like to keep those 15, 16 inch eaters and it's a perfect class for that. We are seeing some saugers coming back that are getting bigger. The other day I was out on, on the water and I caught four saugers that were over 15, 16 inches and that's pretty cool to see that starting to come back. Um, they put in a new restriction this last year, um, with the, with the possession limit. Um, they knocked it down to six fish. And only four could be walleyes. The rest could be filled up by sauger. So you could have, you know, four walleyes, two sauger, or whatever, up to up to four walleyes. So it was pretty cool. Okay. And uh, but that walleye fishing is just in, in the different techniques are incredible out here. I mean, you can ice fish out here during the summer. It's that easy to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> so for for those who don't know what you're talking about, what do you mean by that? So a change of pace for me. So if I'm coming off of Cass Lake or Winnie or Bemidji or whatever lake down in that area. And uh, you would usually pitch jigs out because the water's so clear, or you're going to drag them, drift them with the wind, stuff like that. Well, up here, you go out, you watch your sonar, and you find some bait fish, or you find a school of fish, and you either throw out an anchor, or you drop your electronic trolling motor down and spot lock it, so you stay right on that spot, and you take your jig, and you lower it straight down below the boat. You watch when the jig hits the bottom of the lake, you wind it up about two cranks, and you sit there, and you hold it, and you hang on, because that's how they hit them. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it is, it's really a cool deal. It's taken me it's taken me about two months just to understand why you do that, but when the fish are there, they don't care. They just go nuts on you. It's awesome. Much more Lake of the Woods talk to come with Beat Sather next. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. You're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, celebrating our 30th year, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We are talking Lake of the Woods with Brian Beef Sather. The sheer volume of water on Lake of the Woods, uh, how do you figure out where to catch fish? It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. Um, you always play the wind, and um, up here the difference between going on a on a on a ride out on the lake. Let's say I want to fish the the west shoreline or the south shoreline. I have a north wind. Be prepared to hit three to five foot waves. And so, in a boat, you got a, boat safety is number one. But uh, you play the wind as much as you can. The other thing you play up here is you play the bait fish. You you watch when the shiners are moving. Um, right now they have uh we're a little colder water temp still than most of our lakes south of us so we haven't had the big mayfly explosions yet um so you play the bait fish and like in the spring and in the fall here the shiners like to come up into the shallows or go up into the rainy so the fish follow right with them um currently we're able to catch fish in six feet of water all the way up to about 35 feet of water um we're noticing when you, you, you're setting up your sonar, you see the schools of shiner swimming underneath you. It's pretty cool to see. And then all of a sudden you see the big marks behind them. Um, when you get out in the mud now, the, the mayfly larva is starting to hatch a little bit out there. There's also some crayfish uh, larva going crazy. And so these fish, when we're cleaning them in the fish act, it's, they're just, they're, they're gorging. They're hungry. They're, they're having the time of their life out there and we're there to help them and harvest them. So it's been pretty cool to watch. What else can you catch on Lake of the Woods? 
big, big perch. Um, that's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think the biggest this year I've caught is a 14 and a quarter inch perch. Um, and they're not in six schools like they are back in, in your listening area there. It's a little different up here. You'll run across two, three, four at a time. Um, the crappies are starting to make a comeback. Um, they used to be exclusively up in the angle area. We're starting to find more down on our mud flat side or on the south shore side here. We're starting to see here and there crappies. Big northerns. The northerns are a lot of fun. Um, we chase them in the winter too on tip ups, but it's not uncommon to go catch a northern over 40 inches. Wow. And then, um, when you get up closer to the angle, there's some spots on the south end too, but a lot of smallmouth bass, uh, the muskies. A lot of people will come up here after they get done fishing those lakes down and, the Bemidji, you know, plantain area, stuff like that. They like to come up here because there's a lot of numbers of them up around the islands. So when they can get into Canada, they go chase the muskies. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's a, it's just a smorgasbord of that. And then when you get up to some of the deeper bays up in the Canadian side of Lake of the Woods, you can find those lake trout out deeper in the colder water and stuff. So a lot of, uh, a lot of people target lake trout in the winter and then middle of the summer. You mentioned bass. You know, I talked to Gussie a lot over there on the Canadian side, and it's just a ton of smallmouth there, and uh, it's over on on the Minnesota side as well, huh? Yeah, you know, and I live on the rainy, like I said earlier, and um, I have I have some big smallmouth just sitting off my dock in here. It's pretty cool to watch. And then on those different uh, bass events that will be coming up here later in the summer, like the KBI, the Kenora Bass Invitational, I guess a lot of boats will leave Kenora, and they come all the way down here by my dock, and they fish in the rainy river a little bit, so... Yeah, it's the, the lake. If you know how to bass fish and you want some big smallmouth, I would throw this right up there with uh, you know, the crew down there on Malax. How they have them big smallies. There's a lot in this area too. So, and they don't get fished that much. That's the cool part. Everyone wants to go after the walleyes. They forget about the smallmouth. And uh, you know, Gussie's on that. He's he's in that smallmouth haven over there too. It's a beautiful area. They're all, it's awesome. So, uh, how kind of? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're getting plenty of anglers out there. A lot of pressure. Yeah, it's been it's definitely been busy. The resorts are really busy. The charter boats are going out a lot. Um, I'm getting a ton of phone calls. Um, it's been it's not it's it's not hard to find people that want to go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm wondering if uh, are you seeing more on your side of the lake with Canada being shut down? Yeah, right now it's it the American side is absolutely jam full of boats and charter boats and stuff like that a lot of the charters or resorts really don't go into canada because you need a work permit to guide or a charter boat over there but a lot of the individuals like for myself and my boys we all have an ontario license especially when it's right off my dock because right across the rivers on canada but um it's with the new rigs red uh red the rules they put in for going into canada a couple of years ago it's really hurting a lot of us that want to go into canada to fish or there's also a lot of uh, Minnesota residents that own cabins in Canada that can't even go to their cabin. So we're really hoping, you know, the government can start looking at this. We were we were hoping they would do something after the 4th of July weekend, but now it looks like the earliest they're going to release it would be July 21st to talk about what they want to do again. All right. Well, Beef, uh, I know you're doing some guiding up there. Do you have any spots available be, before the end of the year? It's It's pretty much full for the rest of the summer, but they can always give me a call and start booking for next summer too. Um, and then um, this winter I do quite a bit of guiding and I work with a couple of the resorts up here and uh, it's been, it's, it's an amazing experience. If, uh, if even people are making a trip up and they're on their own and they would like some information, I'm more than willing to help people out. It's uh, it's not always about the dollar bill. It's more about the experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so tell us how we can get a hold of you and how we can keep tabs on you. 
Uh, a couple different ways. Uh, Facebook, Fathead Guide Service um, on Facebook, or you can, they can call my cell phone, too, at 218-766-0095. Beef Sather joining me today, talking Lake of the Woods and uh, Rainy River. Hey, Beef, thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck next time you get out on the water. Hey, I appreciate it, Kevin. Wish everyone back down in Bemidji area the best of luck. Coming up next, the Lake of the Week. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson reminding you, get registered for the first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji. This unique tournament, perfect tourney for a COVID-19 world. All you have to do is download the Fish Donkey app, find the United Way Tournament, and get registered. With one $200 entry fee for your two-person team, you're basically in two tournaments, a bass tourney and a walleye tournament, and yes, you can win both. First place in each division is $3,000 based on 100 boats. Here's the kicker. You can fish any lake in Beltrami, Clearwater, and or Hubbard counties, and you have three days to fish from 7 a.m. Friday, July 24th through 2 p.m. Sunday. It's catch, photo, and release, and the Fish Donkey app does all the work. Get more details at unitedwaybemidji.org or download the Fish Donkey app. It's a great cause. I think it's going to be a great tournament. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, as well as Dick Beardsley Guide Service. And we'll hear more about the tournament with Dick Beardsley next week. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is Lake of the Weekday. We're checking in once again with Andy Thompson, the Acting Area Fisheries Supervisor out of the Bemidji office. Our Lake of the Week this week is Grant Lake. Uh, not a not a real um, hidden lake by any stretch, right there in Wilton. Uh, I've fished it a number of times, uh, panfish in particular. A couple hundred acre lake and and certainly well developed. A lot of houses on that lake, uh, but a, a lake that's got a lot of species in it, Andy, and uh, and some pretty good fishing. Yeah, it really does. It's it's a pretty busy lake, uh, but probably more related to the the county park and the swimming beach and the fishing pier. That's all right there on the north end. That's where the boat ramp is as well. Um, but the fishing is good, too, and uh, notably for northern pike. Yeah, it's got some really good northern pike in there, and uh, and one of the things that I've always done there is bluegill fishing, and, and at least in the past, it's been a pretty good bluegill lake as well. Yeah, it's got some nice uh, panfish, nice sunfish, uh, some crappies, um, a lot of rock bass and things like that, largemouth bass. There's definitely something to to keep you busy out there. You mentioned the fishing pier, and I've had a lot of good success off that pier, but, boy, if you get on the water, you're certainly going to find lots of things to fish for, uh, including uh, a pretty decent bass population. Yeah, that's right. The, the bass are uh, got some, some good cover along the shorelines, um, one shallow bay with a lot of vegetation where where the bass can hide and, and, uh, and a good panfish population for them to, to eat it. Uh, forage on what kind of size is good size bass out there yeah um you know most of our bass in this area this part of the state have most of our lakes have nice size bass you know 16 to 19 inches um and then it's pretty rare to have a lot of bass at over 20 inches although we do have some of those around here okay um tell me a little bit about the northerns yeah you know Grant Lake, for for being uh, as small as it is, it's, it actually has a depth of 92 feet, 
and a pretty good Cisco population, also known as tulipies. And that, that really helps those northern pike grow fast and, and get large. It's a popular lake for, for spearing, and uh, it's it's grows some nice-sized pike. It's got two different bays, uh, one larger, one smaller. Uh, any, are there different uh, types of fish in each one, or do they go back and forth? Uh, How does that work? Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a bit of movement back and forth, but that, that smaller, shallower bay is probably where a lot of the panfish and bass like to to uh, hang out, you know, in the in the vegetation and and a, a little more productive type of water for for them there. And then uh, the bigger part of the lake is going to have the those ciscos and the bigger pike that are keying in on those on the on their forage source there. And it does have a presence of walleyes that uh, a, a, a low density population, but because it's connected to Grant Creek, which flows to the Mississippi River, it occasionally gets some fish moving up upriver from from other sources. It's not a lake you hear people saying, "Let's go walleye fishing at," but yeah, every now and then you'll catch one. Yeah. Again, it's a pretty well developed lake, and there's a lot of activity out there. Uh, certainly, a lot of uh, leisure boating. I think there's some, a, lot, a lot of water skiing and those types of things in addition to fishing. But uh, like you said, the bass in the northern, um, it's kind of a treat. Yeah, it's a real pretty lake, too. It's a very pretty lake, no question about that. We've talked uh, about some of the things going on there, but as far as actual fishing pressure goes, where does it rank? Is it, uh, does it get a lot of fishing pressure? I'd say it's pretty average for, okay. for our area. You know, it's, it's close to town and uh, gets a lot of people there for, the, for some of the other recreational opportunities. And uh, fishing pressure is is definitely occurring. Um, I'd say average, probably not heavily fished. And if you want to get on the lake, it's uh, pretty easy to find the state uh, or the uh, the public access. You just go uh, to the park. That's right. Uh, from from Wilton, where you uh, starting at Highway Two at Wilton, you wind your way down through town um, on Third Street. And then you find yourself on Dewey Avenue and eventually Wilton Hill Road, and then that'll take you right by the park entrance. Yep. And, uh, again, I've been there many times. I've done a lot of uh, bluegill fishing there, had a lot of success. Uh, it's a great place to hang out, no doubt. It sure is. Aquatic invasive species, what's the situation? Well, we don't have uh, any any invasive species that have uh, made their way into into Grant Lake yet that we know of. Uh, again, you know, not... not uh, connected widely connected to other other waters helps and uh you know people are uh cleaning their boats and making sure they're not bringing them in and that helps our lake of the week grant lake uh, again you like uh, panfish you like bass fishing you like northerns it's a good lake to go to andy thompson is the acting area fishery supervisor thanks for the time andy we appreciate it oh, thank you country Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty Points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.